Welcome to the third episode of the Six Sales Podcast. This is Mike Nicholson from Six Sales. And, and for those that don't know Six Sales, we are a sales and marketing partnership. So my partner, Karen, and I have a combined 48 years of sales and marketing experience, and we help our clients to identify, connect, and engage with new and existing customers, mostly via social media channels. So I'm very excited about this episode of the podcast, and you won't want to miss it. Um, that's mainly because we're talking about attention, something that I've sort of given myself the um, challenge of learning a lot more about. Um, attention is so fleeting and so fragile, um, yet it's absolutely vital to the success of all sales and marketing that any company does. Um, with it, without attention, no communication can take place. Um, so um, if we look at attention as it relates to marketing and advertising um, and, and the buyer's journey, um, at Six Sales we say that there are six stages, as the name might suggest, of the buyer's journey. Um, that is six mindset changes that a buyer will go through from cold to close. And those stages briefly are uh, stage one is awareness, um, stage two is interest, stage three is consideration, stage four is intent, stage five is evaluation, Stage six is purchase. Um, obviously, if you lose the uh, prospect at any point through that um, buyer's journey, then they don't get to purchase. But if you can take them through that uh, buyer's journey, obviously, uh, you'll, you will sell more. Uh, and today, we're going to be focused on stage one, the awareness piece. It's getting harder and harder to achieve um, awareness in a cluttered, distracted world uh, since the internet and then more latterly, smartphones and social media um, people are in a state of distraction like uh, no other time in history. Uh, there's a fantastic book, which is actually not a marketing book, but it, it should be, um, called The Shallows, um, talking about our memory and how shallow uh, our memory is. It's called The Shallows and What the Internet is Doing to Our Brain by a guy called Nicholas Carr. Um, if you're a member of our Marketing by Six Sales Facebook group, there's a, uh, a three-minute video that summarizes that entire book. Um, and it just talks about how we're in a constant state of distraction um, and the ability to pay attention on any one thing for any am amount of time is diminishing as a constant plethora of pings, bleeps, interruptions um, are sort of constantly moving and, and shredding our attention. So on that note, I am very, very pleased to introduce our special guest today, Ben Diamond, who is the head of EMEA for Playground XYZ. Ben, thanks very much for your time and welcome to the show. Could you kick us off, please, with a, maybe a quick 60, 60 second um, sort of highlight on your career to date and an overview of what Playground XYZ do, please, mate? Hi, Mike. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So um, just... My job started in uh, digital media, working for a company called Fourth Green Advertising. Um, they were a mobile network um, that aren't around anymore, but um, they were sort of very big in the sort of network space and the creative space as well. So they had a, a big creative service. It's kind of where I learned um, most of my knowledge around digital media, specific mobile media, and um, and specifically sort of creative, how creative worked. Um, but in 2016, I moved from there and, and I actually set up Playground XYZ in, in Europe. Um, and what we do at Playground is we sort of, uh, we specialize specifically in, in the art and science of maximizing attention. Um, so we help brands capture, measure and optimize towards attention signals. Um, and this is kind of done for our owned and operated technology, which uh, is called the Attention Intelligence Platform, or AIP, as we call it. Um, 
And this uses um, a mixture of eye tracking um, and sophisticated machine learning to enable us to apply attention uh, measurement and optimization at, at scale. Fantastic. Thank you. So um, you call it attention time um, at Playground, I know. So, so how would you define attention time um, and what is the importance of attention um, in, uh, in your world? So we, we define attention time as um, the amount of time that users spend looking at ads. Um, it's a really interesting one because, um, you know, it's, it's been very difficult to uh, qualify and understand sort of the level of attention brands um, actually get from their advertising. Um, and <clears throat> so, you know, you can use proxies such as um, viewability and the amount of time that the ad is in view. Uh, but what we really wanted to understand is um, do people look at ads, how long they look at ads and um, what the impact that has on on brand metrics. Um, and, and we've run a big white paper on this, actually. So um, it looked into uh, how long people actually looked at ads. And this was using our own proprietary eye tracking uh, research technology. So, Ben, just to be clear there, for those that perhaps don't understand the difference between viewability and attention is that viewability means that the ad was physically on the screen, so there was the ability to view it should somebody want to. Uh, but attention time is the amount of time that they actually looked at the ad. Is that correct? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So you're, you, you hit the nail on the head. So viewability is the opportunity to be seen. So um, the ad made it onto the viewport or the screen um, so that user had the opportunity to look at it. But, but viewability doesn't necessarily mean that someone looked at the ads. And attention time takes that further step forward to understand, you know, the chances that the user looked at the advertising placement. Okay. Okay, cool. And you mentioned the white paper, and I saw recently, um, I, I don't know if we're talking about the same piece of work, because uh, I know there was one maybe a year or so ago, but you, you recently produced a piece of research to measure how people's behavior has changed through the, the COVID-19 pandemic and su the subsequent lockdown in, in the UK. Can you talk to us a little bit about your findings in that research and why they, why they are significant to, to businesses that are looking to market themselves today, please? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we, yeah, we did this piece of research. Actually, we started it in uh, March when we um, went into sort of in the UK, went into this lockdown phase. Um, and we wanted, first of all, wanted to understand if, uh, well, first we saw a big spike in, in amount of users who were uh, looking at mobile content. That was the first thing. So we saw 162% increase from, um, from February to March uh, in terms of uh, the amount of volume we saw on our sites, which is pretty interesting. It showed that people were moving to mobile screens more and more. Um, and, and also that, that was between the hours of like sort of seven and four. So those traditionally like work hours that uh, people were predominantly on their, um, maybe on their computers, on their desktops, we actually saw this massive lift in mobile traffic. So whether that was sort of people skiving off, I'm not sure. But um, huh. we, we actually then wanted to look a little bit deeper into this and see where uh, attention, um, was there any in increase in attention across different categories. So this report we did looked into uh, various different brand categories um, and compared, um, we started out doing it in, in March um, versus a rolling baseline. Um, and recently we just released our results for April as well. So um, March and April were both uh, up versus the six month rolling average. So we saw an increase in the amount of attention on ads in this time. 
um, and different sectors were seeing sort of different uh, levels of increase. So, for instance, the personal finance sector, um, so for brands who advertise personal finance, in April saw a massive uplift, 68% increase um, versus the baseline on personal finance ads. Style and fashion ads saw 18% increase and home and garden saw a 29% increase. So this this sort of um, increase in amount of attention that users are spending on ads would probably point towards some of the things that we'd imagine are going on in people's lives at the moment, um, look, what, interested in realigning their personal finance. Obviously, home and garden is a big one at the moment. Um, people doing uh, doing up their houses and their gardens. But similarly, in the other, in the other direction, actually, we saw the biggest decrease, as you would expect, um, in attention was on travel ads. So they were down 25%. Um, education and, and law and government saw m- marginal decreases as well. Was the um, was the downturn in travel uh, the the attention on travel ads perhaps partly to, to do with the fact that there was less travel ads because people couldn't travel or or is this kind of per ad um, it, how, how is that measured Ben It is an average yeah but um, funny enough there are still um, there's still plenty of travel ads out there um, but uh, yeah this was done as an average per ad okay. So, I mean, the, the move towards um, mobile has been ongoing for, for a long time. And you and I worked at Fourth Screen Advertising, as you as you mentioned uh, many years ago, that were, they were kind of at the forefront of trying to really push um, different creatives uh, and different messaging on, on mobile um, on mobile devices. And, and it sounds like COVID-19 has actually escalated that again in a short-term fashion, but the, but the trend is very much towards... Um, mobile browsing and, and mobile usage these days. What what advice uh, could you give to companies? So so the, the people listening um, to this podcast could be a very wide range um, in industries, um, in company size. It could be um, any anything from a one man operation up to the telegraph. You know, I mean, it, it, the, the audience is really sort of wide in general. But from this eye tracking software and, and the research that you've done. What are you able to? Um, what are you able to? What sort of insights are you able to glean um, that companies could use to um, generate a higher attention time? Whether that be um, through the creative messaging, whether that be through the environment that um, uh, messaging is in. Uh, what sort of insights have you have you been able to glean, Ben? Yeah, we we've sort of put it into three buckets that we we see. There are sort of three levers you can pull on essentially uh, in terms of increasing the amount of attention that your ads get. And those three buckets or levers would be the, the format that you choose to use, the creative that you run within that format, and then the actual placement, like where where you put your ads. Um, so on the format size, we find that the the larger formats create more attention and i think that's that's probably pretty obvious to say but um what we see is some of the standard uh formats that you see in market sort of banner ads they get really poor levels of attention so um banner ads get between 0.25 and 0.5 seconds of attention on average so 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 for those sorry ben just so again so just for those listening that perhaps don't um can't visualize what a banner ad is we're talking about usually um in on a mobile device anyway we're talking about a a thin wide um banner that would normally stick to the bottom of the screen so as you're scrolling up and, and whatever the banner stays at the bottom that's that's pretty much what we're talking about here when we're talking about banners right yeah, exactly. And they're, they're the ones you see sort of every, everywhere, essentially, or, or don't see yeah. as, as it would have it. But 
Um, we talk in the, there's a lot of talk in the industry about this thing called banner blindness. Um, yeah. So, you know, because you're hit with so many of these ads, that the problem is they, they um, because they don't perform hugely well, you need to up the amount of frequency um, that you, you use them for, which means obviously the user gets um, hit with hundreds of these, these ads a day. And therefore, of course, what that does is create this thing that people talk about called banner blindness. And we've actually now seen this through this eye tracking study that it, it, it is a, a challenge in the industry. So if, if you're wanting to create um, high levels of attention, these type of small, um, sort of low value homogenous formats w- won't do the job for you. So you, you want to sort of go for formats that are more creative, um, larger larger canvases. Of course, you've always got to toe the line with um, the, the advertising sort of size that you pick and obviously the user experience. So you don't want obviously to, to be too intrusive to the user experience because that potentially be detrimental to your brand. So yeah, so 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 on that Ben. So if is there is there potentially um, uh, an element of this uh, banners just essentially becoming wallpaper? Um, so if we go back to the very beginning of banners, they tend they they used to be inserted into the web page, and you'd scroll up, and the banner would go uh, along with the web page. But because it was quite small, obviously it would spend quite a, a low amount of time on screen. So viewability scores would be down. And so that's where the sticky banner, as we call it, came from, where, where we is, is the one that we pretty much see today where it's stuck at the bottom of the screen. The idea being that if we keep it there, then it's in view for longer. But is there now um, perhaps this um, mindset that that's kind of just part of the screen furniture um, and it always stays there and it doesn't move and therefore you know, we're, we're not really focused on it? It's almost become like white noise. I mean, I think so. We're all we're all users, and we all go on to um, this sort of different content that we like to go on to to read. Um, and you know, there will be ad placements there that you you might never even notice. You know, the, the brain is a is an ex- extraordinarily clever thing, and um, it can work out very quickly where you know habits and where you want to look on the screen. Um, and therefore, yeah, some of these ad placements, whether they're sort of in line as you described earlier, so so sort of stuck into the into the web page, or less sticky as we call them. So they, they, they sort of stay there when you're scrolling and, um, and stay on the screen. We still, as, as consumers of content, are sort of train ourselves to, to sort of just go for the, the bit that we want, which is the, the actual content that we're reading on the screen. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think so as well. I think that banner almost becomes a part of the mobile phone. You, 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 your brain discounts it as anything of value to look at because it's always there. It's always in the same place. It doesn't move. And it, you know, it just becomes a part of the. Uh, it's almost like a frame, uh, like a picture frame. And you don't often look at the picture frame when you're looking at the picture because uh, it's just there. It's just, you know, just there. Exactly, and this is where I think you know innovation is hugely important in this particular um, space because if you if you can innovate and come up with new, interesting, creative ways um, to look different and create standout on the page, the chances are that you're going to attract more attention. Um, to your to your messaging and, and when this is you know this is something we're proving with the, with our eye tracking research that um, new unique and creative uh, is is better for attention than the sort of the the same old standard um, ads that everyone is using yeah there's um there's a thing called pattern disrupt isn't there where if you see something out of the ordinary that doesn't look um, like something that you're used to then it and then it captures attention it's just one way of capturing attention obviously but it, uh, like if you saw an elephant in swimming trunks um, operating a pneumatic drill it probably catch your attention but whether that would then lead to any sort of long-term interest uh, sort of 
uh, remains to be seen, I suppose. So, I mean, the way we, we think about it at Six Sales, we're, we're predominantly working on in social media channels. So there's a, a news feed, uh, uh, which obviously moves, it scrolls, whether that be Twitter, whether that be Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, etc. Um, and the creative um, that you can put together is is pretty good, whether it's, you know, you can use video, image, text. Um, but we think about it, as the, as the company name might suggest, is that you have a maximum of six seconds um, in order to do three things. And if you don't do all three things within that first six, six seconds, and sometimes it it's an even shorter time than that, but six seconds as a maximum. And those three things are to capture the eye in the first place, uh, so uh, known as uh, stop the scroller. So as you're scrolling through a, uh, um, a news feed, does your marketing message stand out enough to stop the scroller, even if it's for a fraction of a second? So capture the eye is the first thing and, and you know, is, is done within the first second. There's, there's a stat out there that Instagram videos are seen for less than a second because people are just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling until something catches their eye that they want to stop. So once you've captured the eye, then you have sort of two to three seconds maximum to hold that attention um, through um, a creative message, um, something out of the ordinary, like the, the weird example I gave of an elephant in swimming trunks. Uh, operating a pneumatic drill. I think lockdown's perhaps playing with my brain here. I don't know where I came up with that one from. Um, and then you've got up to six seconds from there to create a even a, a, some sort of level of interest. It has to, You have to have, have some level of interest that makes that particular viewer feel that they want to watch more. Now, if you've got a 30-second or 60-second or 90-second piece of creative that you want them to watch or, or video or content or whatever, they, they might well do that. But if you don't get that first six seconds right, then they're gone. Um, and um, I'd be really interested to know. I, I, I know I, from what I know of Playground, I, I've seen um, attention scores of I think twelve seconds was probably the most I've seen. But you, you, you'll know more than I will. And quite regularly, you're getting that sort of six seconds of attention, um, which has another really important. Um, uh, function as well, um, and without going into this in too much detail, you mentioned that the brain is a is an amazing, uh, amazingly complex um, piece of human engineering, and I'm going to absolutely destroy that by simplifying it um, in a quite a crude, crass way. Um, but it but it it sort of it paints a picture that, that kind of helps us with this, and we have, uh, a, 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 you know, we have short term memory and we have long term memory. Short term memory often called working memory uh, and depending on which uh, paper that you read um, the short-term memory can hold between four and six pieces of information for a few seconds uh, and it's constantly losing something out one side and getting something in through uh, the other side it's just like a conveyor belt of thousands and thousands of incoming stimuli um, and the only way that you make a memory that can then be recorded at a later date is if you pay attention to that piece of information in your short-term memory. So uh, to take um, the attention time that you guys do at Playground, if I scan an advert and within, within a, less than a second, I've scanned it and moved away again, haven't given it any thought, and then I've scrolled and I've read a bit of content, and then somebody, you know, the, my spouse has shouted out to me or whatever, that, the, the, what I scanned in that, um, in that briefest of moments is gone. Um, and there's no memory made. The, the the example I always use, I always like to give because everyone can relate to it, is when you say to yourself, "I just can't remember where I put my house keys. What, where on earth did I put them?" Uh, and the and the fact of the matter is, it's quite often 
not the case that you can't remember where you put your house keys, but it's that you didn't make a memory of putting the house keys down. So if you can imagine you're walking in the door, you've got something on your mind, then the kids are going mad, the dog's jumping up, your wife shouts out to you, and you kind of, you've got the keys in your hand and you're trying to listen to both kids talking to you at the same time while your wife is also mentioning something, trying to forget what you were just talking about and switch into family mode and you just kind of put your keys down. You don't think about it. There's no conscious thought whatsoever. You just put them down. And so what happens there? is you paid no conscious attention whatsoever to the act of putting your keys down so you didn't make a memory. So then when the next morning you go to get your keys, unless you have a place where you always put them, in which case you, you remember the place that you put them rather than the act of putting them down, you, you say to yourself, I can't remember where I put my keys. But the, the, the fact of the matter is that you don't remember it. So um, there's a really good video, um, as I mentioned, on the um, Marketing by Six Sales Facebook group. So uh, if you want to join that, please do. I'll accept you, uh, assuming you're not another competing marketing company. Sorry about that. Um, and there's a, a great three-minute summary about how uh, human attention works. Um, so so in terms of, so if I was a creative agency, Ben, if I was um, looking to um, create a great digital campaign for one mm. of my clients, how, how would you advise them to start thinking about building their creative messaging? What, what, would, what sort of... Um, I know you mentioned the levers that you can pull, but have you noticed certain colors, certain images, certain styles? Are there certain things that seem to um, repeatedly get good attention? Um, well, it obviously it is always dependent on the type of advertiser, the category. Um, but <clears throat> there are some principles that we're seeing. Static ads, for instance, um, don't perform as well as ads with animation. So if, if you're able to um, spend a bit longer and a bit more time on the production of the ad, to make it more animated, more what we'd look, I guess what we'd say is eye-catching. Um, then it, it literally yeah. does catch the eye and, and pull in more attention. Um, similarly, um, trying not to overcomplicate the the creative. So we see this both from display creative, so um, and also video. That you know, a lot of the time the creative comes through and and it's um, it's top down, not bottom up. So it, it's not necessarily that um, the creative has been made with the user in mind. Like you said earlier, Mike, you've got, let's say you've got six seconds and you've got to do these, this checklist of things in those six seconds. And a lot of the time brands aren't necessarily thinking about that. They're thinking, what are my business needs? Um, how much information I've got to fit in? What are all the T's and C's I've got to add in there? And so you get a sort of a very, very cluttered, um, very dense ad unit that the user's, you know, not going to be able to read through in that short attention span time that they've allocated. To yeah, less is definitely more, isn't it? Hundred percent. And it's the same. We, we say say one thing, say it clearly and quickly, and say it often. Um, if you've got three things that you need to say about your brand, that's three campaigns. That's not three things in the same campaign. Exactly, and you know, it's the same with video. Um, and you touched on it earlier. You know, um, we, we video is an interesting one because the lengths that are, are designed and generally um, distributed across. Uh, digital and 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 um, traditional media as well we seem to find these reoccurring lengths you know i've got a 90 second i've got a 60 second i've got a 30 second i've got a 15 seconds um and now more and more i think because of social people are saying i've got a, a six second um but interestingly you know is these determined predetermined lengths of video is that is that the right amount of video for for users in terms of their attention span and i guess thinking about how you've made your video so a lot of videos we see out in the market um, 
don't have the really important stuff until right at the end. So the the, uh, the brand who's advertised, maybe the campaign slogan, maybe a call to action are all right at the end of the video sequence, which means if you've made a 30-second um, a video and you're distrib- distributing it to, to users who have got a six-second attention span, they're not, they're not going to get to that all-important end frame. So be really understanding of user attention and, and therefore where you're going to put your most important part of the messaging within your creative yeah, do you know what? I've got a, f- a fabulous, it's, it's from a few years ago now, but I've got a fabulous example of that. What a, An absolutely wonderful, wonderful ad, video ad um, for, um, but I won't tell you uh, who, who the brand was and I'll, I'll sort of walk you through it. So the first few seconds, there's a boy um, in a garden uh, playing with a toy cow on a stone wall and then he goes off uh, down the road to the market um, and um, he comes back um with some beans and his mum says you traded the cow for some beans says, yeah but they're magic beans mum and it's basically it goes on and on it's really beautifully shot i'm not going to do it justice by talking about it now uh and it's about 40 seconds long and at the end it's it must be hinds or beans means hinds or something so it was a it was a beautiful way of taking a children's um story that's familiar to millions um to target a mother uh, and the emotional you know um uh, moment that you have of telling stories to your, you know, bedtime stories to your kids. Everything about it was beautiful. However, the brand wasn't mentioned till right at the very end. And we know that in in digital spaces, forty seconds is an absolute lifetime. You know, to to keep somebody on the hook and and watching for forty seconds is extremely difficult. Sounds to me like that was a uh, cinema creative because in a cinema it does. environment, yeah. yeah, that would be perfect. It sounds like a short story. Um, where people aren't getting out their seats and going anywhere and it's got a beginning a middle and an end and that everyone's going to get to that all important end and you're absolutely right um, in digital spaces where you don't always have that luxury that people are going to watch your beginning your middle and your end you've got to be very conscious about how you're delivering the message yeah definitely so yeah as, as i say we say say one thing say it clearly and quickly and say it often um, again it's an old example but i'm an old man um, and um, Volkswagen uh, used to run TV campaigns, um, and they had a campaign that ran for the longest time. And all it all it was on was reliability. It was like if only everything was as reliable as a Volkswagen. And then they switched for again what seemed like for the longest time, um, with lots of different clever creatives around the, the uh, message that Volkswagens are actually cheap. Um, and in recent times, people have been asked their, you know, this is long time. This is like probably 10 years of advertising moving from the reliable um, for a few years and then moving to the price for a few years. Uh, you might remember the ads where people are watching Wimbledon tennis and their heads, you know, the, the camera's trained on the crowd and their heads are watching the ball. You can hear the ball moving backwards and forwards. And then um, after one um, racket stroke, everyone still carries on. You can hear the ball carrying on, but everyone's just staring to the right. And then the camera pans out and it's an advert showing how cheap a Volkswagen is. And, you know, it's just really clever creators. But one thing, all about price, say it clearly and quickly and often repeat, repeat, repeat. Um, And um, there there were some studies done with consumers to ask them uh, what they thought about a Volkswagen. um, And reliable uh, was one of the first things that people thought about. But when you uh, looked at the actual stats, they were way down the list on cars in terms of reliability. But the marketing had done its job through being consistent, regular, um, and you know bringing it to life in interesting, creative ways. 
So Ben, um, so we talked about the three levers. Um, it'd be great if you could summarize them for us. Um, what is important about the environment in which your message um, kind of lives and breathes uh, as it relates to attention time? Yeah, so the, the three levers, you know, were that we see are the format that you use, the, the creative that you put inside your format and really sort of being clear with what your objectives are and making sure that you're understanding user attention when you're designing your creative. And the, the last one being the placement, like where, where essentially you run your ads. And um, we're, what we're finding from our research is that uh, the battle for attention actually happens right down uh, at an article level on different sites, which is pretty fascinating. So it's, a, it's not actually a, as an overall domain level. So just the, the site that you run on, for instance, but actually every single article that gets released every single day from, let's say, the Daily Mail will release different levels of attention time in that article. And that, and that could be for a number of different reasons. One of the biggest drivers of this is actually um, we see longer uh, sessions in an article drive more attention on the ads. So the longer the user spends in an article means they're going to spend more time looking at the ad as well. Um, and that means that longer form content um, and editorials give us much more attention time. So this kind of alludes itself to like more premium um, quality journalism with longer article types drive more attention on ads than should a short, snacky um, types of, you know, just images and a, and, and a few headlines that users will sort of scroll through very quickly. Their, their, their quick scroll has a knock-on effect to how much they actually pay attention to, to your advertising. So there is a big, big... Um, focus that needs to be paid on the, the, the type of placement that you're going to put your ads into. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, w one of the things we say um, as six sales is, well, the three things we have is be consistent, be regular and be interesting. Um, I would imagine it's highly, well, it is highly sub subjective and almost impossible to measure, but do you have any sort of inference at all that you can take from how interesting an advert is? Um, or is that just too ridiculous a thing to try and measure uh, well it would of course it comes down to like the different uh, brands that you have and, and what they're saying in their creative and but a lot of this you see, could be skewed by the um how interesting the creative has been made in, in terms of to look at and um potentially the format that you're using and, and is it um creating a certain level of standout uh but there is also you know this 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 idea that um you, you mentioned earlier um context could be key. So I, I talked there about the type of content in terms of so quite generally longer forms, but of course, making the brand um, relevant to the content that you're serving into um, by using the correct targeting is, is always going to be a sort of a positive thing um, there. So we, we do see that certain types of content line up with certain types of brand categories. So, you know, if we're serving um, food ads in food editorial, that Generally, um, we see uplifts in the amount of attention that. Uh, so the contextual, the contextual relevance of the advertising to the content um, creates more attention time. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Keeping, keep making sure you you're getting the context correct with the type of um, messaging you're putting out there is is always a winner. Okay, so I'm just going back to something you said earlier, um, and agree with it 100 percent you know we say say one thing say it clearly and quickly and say it often are you able to measure creatives that try to say maybe three or four things versus uh like 
similar creatives that try and mention one thing and see if there's a, a, any difference in the amount of attention paid. Do people kind of switch off maybe more on ads with too much copy or um, it, have, have you not been able to measure that? Yeah, we have actually. We've, we've worked quite a lot with um, creative agencies where an ad has been made, um, let's say, with four different frames um, of different um, shots of a term, certain product. And, and we've seen that the attention has dispersed um, when the user's gone through that ad because there's too much happening in the ad. So sort of working with the creative agencies to say, look, you need to, look, you said it earlier, Mike, less is more. So, you know, really condense what, what's the most important. Are you putting these six frames in because it's a luxury and because you can, you know, do you, do you need six frames? Could you make it into two frames or three frames? And what we're finding is, is when you simplify it, um, that the attempt that holds the user's attention more, we get more attention on those three specific points that they're, they're really trying to focus on. Okay. So to, to simplify the maths, obviously this isn't exact science, but if there's, let's say for argument's sake, um, four seconds of attention on the ad with four frames, did you find that that four seconds of attention was um, still paid to two frames, but obviously on, on a deeper level for each frame? Is that essentially what we're saying on an on a aggregate level? Yeah, probably on, on an aggregate level. If, if you're trying to um, squeeze in too much information into um, a responsive uh, an ad that's re- that's changing, responding to the user. Um, then <clears throat> towards the end of it, their attention disperses. So too much is happening too quickly, um, and the user's not able to take it in. So they they move on from from the ad, um, probably without taking taking much of that with them. So okay, so Ben, this has been a fascinating uh, chat. Thanks again very much for your time. Um, just to sort of summarise from from a six sales point of view, and then from a playground point of view, um, what's really important on social media uh, platforms where we have the sort of never ending scroll, whether you're on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or whatever you're on, there's just a constant scroll of content. So it's even more important um, that your um, your messaging is well thought out. Um, it needs to, um, you, you have a maximum of six seconds as an absolute maximum to uh, create a level of interest. Um, that's very basically broken down as you have up to a second to catch the eye in the first place. Otherwise, the scroller's gone past you. Um, you have then two to three seconds potentially um, as a maximum again to hold that attention for long enough for some sort of interest to be created. And then maybe a couple of extra seconds on top of that up to six seconds to create a level of interest that makes that scroller think it's worth staying on your post um, rather than scrolling and seeking out a a new post. Um, So as we say, say one thing, say it clearly and quickly and say it often. Um, And in terms of the creative messaging and how you um, display your brand, um, it's really important to be consistent. And we've got um, Satna for individual from InnoVisions um, coming up in our Facebook group uh, a week on Monday to talk about branding. But it's really important that people get used to um, seeing you. If you you look at the tiny corner of a McDonald's logo, you can recognize it as a McDonald's logo because of the repetition and the consistency over a a long period of time. So uh, think about your logo, the colors you use, make sure they're always the same, the copy, the font, uh, the message, always keep things as consistent as you can. Um, from a social media point of view, be regular. Um, obviously, with uh, social media, you either employ a company like Six Sales to do it on your behalf or you do it yourself. 
um, the cost is either then your time or your money. Uh, so post um, as much as you can afford um, in time or money um, to uh, you know to, to be out there on a regular basis and be interesting. And and what we mean by that is um, you have to really understand who it is that you're talking to. Don't try and uh, boil the ocean, um, as, as some people say, which is basically trying to heat up your whole ocean with a little electric heater. Try and think about your specific ideal customer, um, what they like, what they're interested in, and write to them and, and create posts for them. Uh, we even go as far at Six Hours as sometimes sending messages to um, our target market, asking them, okay, do you like our content? What would you like to see? Like, if you could create one, if you would, could have us create one piece of content just for you, what would it be? Because, um, you know, the more you're writing for the people that matter, um, the more interesting it will be. And then all of the, uh, the beautiful um, benefits of attention that Ben's talked to us about today can uh, can start to take place. Um, so, so Ben, thanks again for your time. Um, do you want to just perhaps summarize the, the sort of key insights that Playground can bring um, to, to companies um, as it relates to digital advertising? Please, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said before, we, we, we do recommend you consider the format um, that you use. I think with all these things, just put yourself into um, the mindset of a user. You're a user. What sort of things catch your eye when you're out there? Um, so think about that when you're deciding on the type of format you use. Um, exactly as you were saying, Mike, you know, with um, the creative focus has got to be um, around the consistency of your creative using the same colors, fonts, um, logos, but just making sure you're putting all the most important things into the right part of the ad um, to, in order to capture that user's um, attention. And lastly, just the placement that you run on um, premium, longer form placements perform really well. So um, being considerate and also being contextually relevant to your brand really uh, really important and mike thanks very much for having me on today fantastic ben thank you very much for taking the time out in these uh, crazy lockdown times um uh, i really appreciate your time um, i'm sure that's been uh, really useful to, uh, to some people out there so i appreciate it hopefully we can get you on again another time uh, to talk about this stuff because it is fascinating um as i said at the, at, at the top of the show there um without attention nothing else can take place we can't create any interest or any desire or um, any brand equity or anything. So attention is so important and it's never been more fragmented. So thanks again, Ben. Really appreciate it. Take care of yourself and I'll hopefully see you uh, on the other side.